Coming to you from the M&M Exterior Studio in Nooksville, Virginia, this is Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. She talks to people so you don't have to. For now. Welcome to Flushing It Out. This is Samantha Spittle, and I'm excited for my first podcast with Rebecca Bertram. Uh, She's a friend of mine. We met at the Greenwich Women's Retreat. She was our speaker, and I just loved everything she said and everything she was about. And so we connected, you know, just those people who you meet and you're like, we are on the same wavelength. And so... um, We've chatted, and she was an encourager to me, which is my love language, and she told me nice things. And so um, this this idea of the podcast was kind of um, kind of a process, but it was um, her our meeting was part of that process, so that was neat. And so um, I'm going to let Rebecca introduce herself. She has a book called Broken Hallelujahs. Our Broken Hallelujahs. Our Broken they're Hallelujahs. They're shared, right? Yes. <laughs> yes our broken, our hallelujahs. broken Hallelujahs. I didn't even plan that. That was just from my memory. I was really <laughs> proud of that. Yeah, um, you pulled that out. So a uh, great book and second, working on a second one right now. And so that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. And um, just kind of also talk about this whole podcast in general. So Rebecca, can you introduce yourself? Absolutely. Please? So I'm Rebecca Bertram, as Sam said, and I am, I'm like, I don't even know which one to lead with because people get all touchy about like what order you do them in. So do I be like, I'm a wife? I'm a wife. I'm a wife. Right. Of, I know. I, do, I overthink that one with the bios. Like, I, oh, I'm a wife of Jeremy, mother of worse. I don't know. I'm like, what? yeah, I'm a wife and I have kids. Let's move on. I love them. They're amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all understood. All understood. <laughs> we are church planters. We started a church in Charlottesville, Virginia. We're, the church is three years old now and we're plugging along at that. Um, but in order to, uh, you know, support our ministry habit, we have to have real jobs. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, not that ministry isn't a real job. <laughs> it is. It's just it doesn't pay. Yes. So, uh, at least not ours. <laughs> yeah. Then, who knows, you know. Yeah, that's true, we'll true. See. Um, but then also I teach English at Albemarle High School in Charlottesville. And I also am a freelance writer. And as you mentioned, I yes. speak at events and I try to write books. So <laughs> that's kind of my thing. And so I'm so excited about this. It's really fun. Mostly because I'm excited to hear more of your stories. Oh. And like, <laughs> I'm just so excited. So like, I think your listeners need to know why I encouraged you so much to start a podcast. I think it's like a critical, critical part <laughs> To the podcast. Yes. And so, and I guess the name too. We probably yeah, should explain the name so people know it. like why it's called Flushing It Out. Flushing It Out, you know? And it's funny. I was thinking about that Flushing It Out on the mm-hmm. way here because I had to pee really badly. It's like an hour and a half I know. drive. And yes. about like 40 minutes in, I was like, oh, I kind of have to go to the bathroom. I was like, no, I can hold it because yeah. I didn't really stop. Yes. And then there was an accident like <gasps> eight miles from here oh. and I was like oh my goodness this is gonna be so ironic oh. if I pee my pants yes it would be so perfect <laughs> so but perfect. I didn't oh yeah I made it I know so I don't know whether to sell like either way I would celebrate right you. I'd yeah be like, be like that's yes, amazing what pants. a great story <laughs> you know 
<laughs> but then I'm like thankful for you and your own yeah, that self I didn't, and I mean, because changing clothes. I mean, yeah. I guess I could have put on some of your clothes. Yeah, or I would have totally We'd given you mine. We'd be real close, real quick. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's like that's like how I bond with people. I realized that. So, so. now listeners have to be like, "Good lord, what are they talking about?" And so I think you need to share the poop story. Okay. That, that in, I mean, just made me fall in love and be like, "You have to share this with the whole world. <laughs> Everyone needs to know this." Um, and so many of my friends are so tired of hearing it. Um, so. To give the, the the listeners the background, so I feel like so I've had these stories in my back pocket um, that I feel like I always keep in reserve for women's retreats, girls' nights. <laughs> I mean, just anytime women gather. Um, I think probably just because I'm a talker. And I usually feel like it's my responsibility to, you know, it's probably all internal. Yeah, like, you know, it's probably my own (laughs) ego or whatever. But um, so when stuff has happened to me, I end up retelling it. And it's been a process from like, let me just make you laugh to like, oh, I love connecting women. And that's kind of, you know, the mission of the podcast is like, so I guess we could start the top like mission connect women, make them feel um, connected, seen, and see others. That's like the heart Look stuff. That. that. was like a real yeah. mission statement. That, yeah. Well, I actually had to work on it for this class I took. So. <laughs> and that's kind of – that's part of the process with the podcast too. But that's that's another story. So so that's like my big picture. Why, why for we're talking today is eventually talking about um, – just, you know, women and how we feel and measuring up and feeling successful. And I mean, that's kind of like my heart is wanting women to feel connected. How I get there probably is a little more... um, It's way more fun than others. Yes, (laughs) yes. And that's why I'm like, I don't know if this will translate to a podcast or not. So... um, I mean, what they will miss... uh, Did you hit record on that I did, I think. Because what they might miss is the... um, you know, when you're talking about like pushing the gas, yeah. squirming in your seat and, you know. <laughs> That's why I was like, I could record it and then like, you know, upload it on, you know, YouTube You know, that, for an extra, for I know. those who really want like, the yeah. full Oh, experience. yeah. Because when I listen to podcasts, I always want to know like what the person looks like and then if they reference a YouTube clip. So like, <laughs> yeah, possibly you might see this on YouTube. Um, <laughs> and also, I've also had this thought like, do I really want to be known as like the poop girl? Do I want – yeah, I don't know. Um, um, yes. So, so flushing it out, flushing – so I learned I should I was an English major believe it or not but when you when you work on idea it's fleshing it out but so play on words flushing it out you know yes. probably didn't need to tell you all that but um okay so back up back up to the women's retreat I meet Rebecca and we do you know heavy you know stuff all day it's it's still lighthearted and fun at times but you know women are you know they're tugging at their heart they're they're pouring their emotions, they're connecting, you know, it's very heavy stuff. And so what I found over the years is that at the end of the night, everyone's kind of done with the heavy stuff, um, or, or at least not done, but need a break from it. Because it's kind of like, well, how do I just sit around and have conversation now? Because I've kind of just really cut deep into myself, you know? And so anyway, I've had this, I have a few stories, but the what do you call like the the ringer, the ringer story <laughs> that run that really brings it home, that really exposes the you know what I felt like was the worst day of my life um, at times. Okay, that was a really long introduction, but here we go. It's, it's worth it though. It's like, am I really going there? Yes, I'm really gonna go there. Let's do this. <laughs> am I really gonna be this vulnerable right now to the world? I didn't know I would do first episode. Okay, oh, but I mean, it kind of has to be. I know to explain to, the whole yeah premise. the whole premise. Okay, so. Um, Let's see. Okay, so I had just had my two kids. So they were like toddler and a little bit less than a toddler because they were very close together. And I went to the grocery store. And so 
on the I was already feeling like mom of the year. I leave the grocery store. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just did Wegmans on like a morning with my two children. And so I'm feeling really amazing. And I put the kids in the car. I call my husband because of course I have to celebrate all of my little accomplishments. Right. And, Look at me. Look what I did. Yes. I'm, I'm so amazing. <laughs> so I call him and I'm telling him that like, oh my gosh, I went to the store. I didn't lose it. No one, you know. And as we're talking, I'm like, whoa. Oh, oh golly. Oh, I felt like a rumble in my stomach. And I mean, if that – you probably should just – it's not going to get too graphic, but like if this isn't your thing, you might as well just like end the podcast now. But um, <laughs> but if you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. Like, uh, okay, okay. But I'm like, okay, it's fine. So I start breathing. And I'm like, hey, honey, I got to go. I'll call you later. My stomach's like, ugh. So he's like, oh, okay. He's like at work in his, you know, office or cubicle, whatever. So he does not need to be talking to me right now. So he gladly hangs up and I start driving home. And just to give context for local listeners, I'm on Route 29. And so there's like some hills. And as I'm driving, it's rumbling more and more. And I get to the point where, um, I don't know if anyone's ever done this, but I had to put my left foot on that um, hard piece of the, I don't know, part of the car so that I could actually push my butt up because I just couldn't even have any pressure. So I'm driving, my kids are in the back seat, I'm heavy breathing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I'm going to make it. But you know, you always make it, you just feel like you're not going to make it. And so I'm driving down the road. I finally get to my road. And so I turn and this is more country hills. And so at this point, I'm like speeding because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I got to go to the bathroom. And then as I start speeding, I'm like, no, I need to slow down because if I get pulled over, what am I going to do? Like, I'm just going (laughs) to poop my pants right there while the police officer's pulling me over. And then I'm like, well, what what would happen if I poop my pants while – would he let me go? Like this is all going through my mind as I'm racing down the road. And then I start looking and I know, okay, I'm going to pass a porta potty over here. Well, I could go – well, I have the kids in the car. What am I going to do? And then I'm passing a neighborhood and my friend used to live there who I'm really close to. And I know she's the type that I could just run in, open the door, use the bathroom, no problem. And at the time, I now have a friend who is that good of a friend, but five years ago, she was not that good of a friend. And so I thought of her and I was like, I can't traumatize her and run through her door. So like, I, you know, so at this point, this is all going through my head. My car is going faster, slower, faster, slower, because I'm speeding. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I could get pulled over. And then I slow down faster, slower. So then I finally pull to my drive. Oh, oh no, I should even add, uh, this is so true. As I'm driving, I'm thinking of all this. So I'm thinking of that I'm thinking of this. And then I start thinking that I'm thinking of this and then that I would retell this. And then I thought, no, Sam, shut up. Just dr- This isn't a story to tell later. Just drive. You need to go to the bathroom. You're losing it. So I drive and I start thinking, okay, I've got the kids in the car. What do I do? Do I get them out of the car? Do I put them – do I take I, – I, like I don't have time for this. So I had decided, okay, I'm going to leave. I'm going to turn off the car, but I'm going to leave them in it and I'm going to run in and go to the bathroom. And so I get home. I get out of my car, I run, my house at the time had a chain link fence, and I go and I try to undo the little buckle. And as I'm trying to undo it, I'm pulling it and it just, game over. Just, I didn't do anything. (laughs) I didn't have control of anything. I just literally, just, it just happened, guys. Like, I didn't even know that that was a, I didn't know that that was possible. Like, I didn't, I just didn't know. And so I'm standing there, I run inside to the bathroom. I call my mother-in-law who lives across the street. And I was like, cause I thought this was the end of the story. So I thought, okay, this is done. This happened. I'm never telling anyone this. So I call my mother-in-law and I'm like, Hey, I just had an emergency. Everything's okay. <laughs> but can you come get the kids? And she's, so she's like, yeah. And so in my head, I'm now in the privacy of my own bathroom dealing with this thing that I'm never going to tell anyone, definitely not at a women's retreat, definitely not on a podcast, definitely not on YouTube. Um, 
So I'm in my bathroom and now I should add that if you if your body gets to the point where it like poops itself, the smell is not like anything you've heard like smelled before because your body just gave up on you. Your body just was like we're it's like mm, we're done. Yeah, Game like, over. I'm no I quit. More. Like my <laughs> whatever my, is in here <laughs> it's not working. It's done. It's got to go. It just gave up. So anything that normally regulates was done. And so I'm already just like, this is horrible. Well, then I hear, Creak, you know, and my door opens and my mother-in-law walks in with my kids, luckily not into the bathroom, just into the the house. And so <laughs> I'm sitting there like, oh my gosh, like, okay, obviously it makes sense that she brought my children into my own house, but for some reason I thought she would take them home. And so I thought I was free and clear. So then I had to wrap myself in a towel and do the walk of shame next to her. And because she's such an amazing woman, she didn't even ask what the issue was because I think she's a smart woman and she put she could smell she it could too. she could smell it. She put two and two together. So she didn't say anything to me. She didn't do anything. I just walked upstairs, showered, um, and came down. Okay, so this happens worst, you know, if this is the worst day of my life. It's a good life. But I'm feeling like it's, you know, the worst day. And I think to myself, okay, I am going to take this story to the grave. No one's going to know this story. Um, not even my husband, who I tell everything to. Right. And so I'm – so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. I mean, it's like – Oh, my like, gosh. You, I, you pooped your pants. And so – and I should add that when I tell women this story, like in a group, I can read the room and kind of see like, okay, pull back a little bit. This person's uncomfortable. But for the most part, if it – you know, women – understand it or could laugh at it. I recently was um, on vacation with some friends and they I they hadn't heard it before. And so I was going to start telling it, but it was like mixed couples, like boys and girls. <laughs> and I could tell all the guys, I mean, they were just like their faces done. Like, no, I want no part of this story. That's why I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. They don't know. want the mystique of the feminine I know. wiles. The, yes. Be, I mean, except for once their wife has a baby. Like, I know. Get, like, and then come it's, on, guys. I know. Like, and even some, they the still, really gross. like, I know you do what you got to do, like, for their minds to. Right. <laughs> but I just, but that's when I knew I was like, oh, that's why I always say I want women, like, my mission statement is, like, women to feel connected. And it might be men, too, you know. But I just, I think I'm basing that on, like, knowing when I tell stories. I just feel like a lot of times there's a lot of glossed over faces. Like, I don't want to know this. <laughs> and so because of all that and me, you know, me, I think being able to read a room sometimes, I'm like, I'm not going to tell my husband this. Like, I'm going to take this. I, I honestly was, like, sitting there like, I'm going to take something to my grave. Like, I'm not going to tell anyone this. This Which is, is just, awesome because now it's like you're like made, I'm made for it. Like, yeah. yes, people are calling me up, telling me their stories, which I love. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm taking this to the grave. I'm going to have a secret from my husband, which, you know, I've never done. So he gets home from work and I'm just like waiting for him to ask me about my day. Like, oh, I cannot wait for him to ask, how was your day? And I, I'm just going to be like, good. It's fine. Yeah, it was great. Great, normal day. And so I'm literally like, we get the kids to bed. We're on the couch. I'm on the. I remember I'm on the couch. He's on the love seat. We're watching TV, and I'm like, huh, anticipating. Like, oh, I can't wait. Yeah, he's gonna ask me, and then and know. I'm gonna be so cool and um, yeah. nonchalant. Oh yeah. All my day. acting experience was like yeah. waiting. I like I trained for this moment. Like, so <laughs> I'm waiting, and shocker, he does not ask me. You know how my day is because when you want something to happen, a lot of times it does not. And so what does happen is the phone rings, and so I go and pick up the phone. And it's Wegmans calling, automated message saying, 
the spinach mix you ordered could be contaminated with E. coli. I forgot this Please. part of the story. <laughs> this is the only reason I tell the story oh, yeah. is because that was the liberating moment because I was like, it's not my oh, fault. it's not my fault. Well, I should add, it might not be my fault because I don't know if it really was. or I liked it. So for the first couple of years I told the story, I was like, it was the E. coli people. Well, okay. I'm going to be honest with you because podcasts are place to be honest. I ate a lot of pizza the night before and I hadn't eaten pizza in like a long time. And anyone out there who ever goes low carb and no processed foods and then you add processed foods in, you know what happens. So was it the pizza? Was it the E. coli? I don't know. But the E. coli is what gave me the freedom to be able to share. So I get off the phone and I'm like, yes, Yes. I'm like cheering and, you know, Jeremy's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh my gosh, Jeremy, this is so amazing. I was like, all right, honey, I have something to tell you. Something happened to me today and I wasn't going to tell you, but like now I feel like I can. And he goes, oh, I already know. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah. He's like, you peed your pants today. And I was like, what? He's like, well, yeah, when we were on the phone, you said your stomach hurt. So I figured. And I was like, oh, well, that was pretty. I was like, no. But you're close. And he's like, hmm, you threw up? I'm like, nope. And he's like, oh, I'm like, he's like, you pooped yourself? And I was like, yes, yes, I did. So anyway, that is my saga. But the reason I love telling it, one, I always tell people, this is like my PSA that has nothing to do with like wanting women to feel connected and good about themselves and all that stuff. My PSA to the world is like, it is not if, it's when. So if you have not, if you listen to this and you're like, oh my gosh, that's so gross. That would never happen to me. I'm I'm telling you, like, it is not if, it's when, because it's going to happen. Because I've told this story now so many times and in the room, I've had so many like, that happened to me. They either tell it publicly or they come up after and they're like, oh my gosh, you need to know my story. And I'm like, that's when I started telling it more and more. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, every time I tell it, more people admit to it. So it's like, People and it's freedom. It and is. It's so embarrassing. Oh, like, thankfully, gosh. I haven't had it happen yet. But I have to tell you, every time my stomach starts to hurt yes. in that way where I'm like, ooh, I need to get to the this bathroom, I'm like, oh, no, is this going to be my when? I and I think of you. And I'm like, oh, oh it's that, so like, comforting. good for her or weird I don't for know. her. That, like, people think of her whenever their stomachs are like, ooh, I don't, I don't know. know. I'm threatening stomach. I don't know. That's why I'm like, do I really want to go there? But, but it's the connection. I know. And it's it that, is. like, freedom from shame and over. Things yes. we shouldn't be ashamed of. That, and that's exactly and that's, it. That's what I said. That's why I want to share it because I said the amount of shame and guilt I felt in that two-hour time period where I was like, like what's wrong with me? Why yes. can I do better? Why can't I control this? Yes. And isn't that just like the whole life of being that's, a woman? Yes. Like, yes. what's wrong with me? Why can't I do better? Yes. No matter how good we are at things. Yes. We're just like... You are reading my mind. (laughs) And that's what I figured out is like that telling that stupid story that's like really gross, but it gets people to a place where it's like, it's not just me. And I was like, I want to bring people like you. So the, the, the tagline of this is the introverts extrovert. She talks to people so you don't have to. For now, because hopefully you will more one day. Um, because I feel like I've been blessed to have these amazing conversations and connections where I'm like, oh yeah, me too, me too, me too. Um, I'm and and then I tell the stupid story like pooping the pants. If I would have kept that to myself, I would have felt like I couldn't imagine going through life thinking I did this really gross thing. No one else has. We're like, oh my gosh, everyone's done it. And if they haven't, guys, it's gonna happen. <laughs> so 
I don't want women to feel like that with anything in their life. You like the real big heavy stuff or the stupid stuff. So anyway, so there you go. It's good. And that's like a good transition (sighs) into today's topic. Yeah. Yes. So So that's why we're here. We're here. So we are just talking about like this idea of how much discontent we feel in our lives because we're always feeling this like shame about not being Mm -hmm. enough or this pressure to be more. And we're just not getting there. And yes. so I had started a book a long time ago and I never finished it. I'm still working on it and plugging along. Yeah, that's good. Don't give up. But um it's just so I can't even come up with the title. But here's my working title. Okay. All right. My working title is Slightly Above Average, Finding Joy in the Good Enough. And so it's this whole book about like wow. just finding contentment and peace where we are. Yes. Instead of always trying to be more and not yes. it's not this idea of like oh i should just wallow settle. where yeah. i am and settle yeah but it's also just saying hey you know what it's i'm gonna pursue these things but mm-hmm. it doesn't define me it doesn't like whether or not i can make perfect brownies that are shaped like unicorns for my daughter's birthday party yes. should not define whether or not i'm a good mom yes right like yes. or if you do make the perfect brownies but then you don't do something else right, right. that's okay too yes yes when you told me that so when we were um messaging back and forth like that's been so, like a theme that for years i've been exploring and by exploring I mean, simply thinking it in my head. And then whenever I have a chance to talk to someone, kind of trying to wrestle that out because, you know, no shocker, me, just like you and everyone, like, (laughs) is this good enough? Am I doing the things I need to do? And so I couldn't, I couldn't like verbalize it. So when you said you were working on a book, I was like, oh, thank goodness. Thank you. (laughs) We need that. (laughs) That needs to be in the world. I want to share that with people. And I'm sure other people have written like the same book, but mine's guaranteed to be awesome, guys. Yes, of course. (laughs) Well, and also, so it's funny because one of the things, um, when I was thinking about that whole success thing, one thing that stood out for me, I don't know if I heard it in a Bible study or just in a chat with friends or what, but it was like, you know, if all you – it's well, it's actually – it's similar to the starfish story, you know, where it's like the kid's on the beach and he's throwing yeah, the starfish in. And the guy's like, you're never going to save all of them. And he's like, yeah, but to the starfish I do save, it matters. I have a hilarious story about that and I'm like, oh my – Okay, keep going. Then. No, I'll no. I'll come back to it. So, no, no. That's, that's – Oh my gosh. I want to hear this story. At my old school, my principal was doing a – a speech to like we had it was like a big community event a lot mm-hmm. of people are there and he's doing the speech and he starts to talk about one day he was on the beach and he saw this kid and the kid and i was like no he is not claiming that as his own so afterwards i like went and told them i was like everybody knows that story and and i was like so they know that wasn't really you and he's like no i was just taking artistic license and i was no. like yeah but it you made it sound like it was you, like you were oh. the guy who saw the kid. Oh, no. <laughs> and like my principal was awesome and amazing and spectacular. Yes. So I don't want to like out him yeah. out him. But like I was like, dude, this is no. too funny. Like, why are you doing that? Don't do that. Don't do no, that. no. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's the the NBC guy, Brian, whatever. Gumbo? 
No. no oh, I don't gosh. Know. That's probably way too what, old. Yeah. I don't watch the news, oh, people. It's okay. too depressing. I know. No, this is – I know. I'm right there with you. No, this – but I only know it probably because I read it on BuzzFeed like, or something. An educated woman. And see, <laughs> yeah. see that right there I'm judged. Oh, no. oh, look. See, I know. Self-deprecating humor. Yes. I have a love-hate relationship with that because <laughs> – like I live by it. But so anyway, he was the one who talked about he was in the chopper and things like that. And he may not actually have been purposely lying, but – yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Um, big sidetrack. Big sidetrack. Um, oh, but with the starfish. So, but someone talked about like with being a mom and like if all you influence is your child mm-hmm. or like one person in your life, like that is enough. Like to, you know, and if you aspire to more, that's great too. I never want like the whole minimizing to take away from, you know, Doing big, big things. things. Right. But I just think so many of us kind like of struggle. a failure unless yes. we're doing something huge. Yes. I mean, talk about it in the church planning world. Holy cow. Like, oh, our church only has, you know, anywhere to 50 to 75 mm-hmm. people, but church plants, you know, it should be a thousand people yeah. already. And are we really doing anything for Jesus? Yeah. If, you know, and like, and then everyone's like, oh, but God defines success differently. And I'm like, yes, but we're still human. So we yes. still define it. <laughs> like, yes, it's a constant and it's, struggle. It's a struggle to just say, you know what, God, if I'm being obedient and doing what I'm supposed, what you've called me to do, then I am. Mm-hmm. It is success, mm-hmm. but it's so hard to really find peace in that. Yeah. And then all other times I'm like, oh, God, just can you just deal with this? Like, I, I'm so frustrated right now. Yes. Like, you handle it. <laughs> well, I will say so. You know, my friend and I came down to your church, oh, yes, which, was which was awesome. So that was so we fun. Were, I loved that you came. Um, I'm glad that we got to go. And I remember, so growing up, I grew up like Catholic and then um, army bases. So we went to a lot of the churches on the army base. And so for me, like the whole growing a church, a church planning, even like I joke about shopping around churches when you like right. find the right church. That's just like <laughs> was weird to me because you just went to the church. Like that's right. just how it is. And um, and then even now I love my current um, church, but I always joke I married into it because my husband went there. And I mean, I do feel like that's where I'm meant to be and all that. But Anyway, so it was like a new concept to me, but I remember sitting there and I was looking around at your, what do you, do you call them parishioners? I don't know if that's like a kind oh, of just members, people, members, congregants, Congre- oh, congregants, that's a good, attendees. Oh, attendees. I, I mean, let's laugh. We're more like, we're just super low key. We're like attendees, They're people attendees. who are intended, people who are coming, our church family. I mean, that's all the words. I'm never good at friends. the words. I'm always like stuff, like people. <laughs> I don't know. Our so, friends, our friends, our friends and community. So, hey, but I remember. Friends. <laughs> Hi, friend. I love saying hi, friend. Um, so I remember sitting there and I was looking though and I thought, wow, like some of these people might not have a place to feel connected. And even if, you know, religion, God, whatnot, it's not your thing, you know, right. just people, no matter what, need to feel connected. Connected and, and they seen. need community. Exactly. And that's what the, the sermon was about, community that day. And so Look I just that. sat there and I was looking around like, huh, had you not done, you know, followed your you know, what you felt led to do, you know, who knows where these people would be. So if all you touch is those people that are there, you don't know what kind of ripple effects it's having. And so and that kind of, I feel like, opened my eyes to like this whole church planting, following, (laughs) starting (laughs) things like, oh, okay, I see this. It's like growing. So anyway, I think that's really cool what you guys are doing. And you had a really nice, have a really nice 
family there in Charlottesville, Virginia. Charlottesville, Virginia. What's the name of your church? Redemption Church, Charlottesville. Pop on in and join our tiny little group and say hi. We'll see you. You will not disappear in the crowd. (laughs) But I will say, if you are nervous... I, we also didn't get talked to too, too much. So you had, you had like a little balance yeah, there. Yeah. Like it was a good, like, hello, welcome. We don't recognize you, but we're not going to, we're not going to attack you with, yes. Unless it's me. Cause yeah, like, but I, I mean, I already knew yeah, you guys. Yeah, that was, but different. like, I totally do it to like, and I'm sorry, introverts. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I apologize. But I'm just like all up in your grill saying hello and trying to make sure you feel welcome and connected. And then I have a friend who's an introvert and like, she was like, that doesn't make me feel connected. It pushes me away. And I was like, I don't even understand. I don't know how to do this without being like your best friend instantly. (laughs) That's the extrovert's (laughs) dilemma. I'm like, no, you must want to hang out and talk with me. That's... (laughs) I don't understand why you wouldn't want to hang out and talk with me. (laughs) I just assume. So So I'm learning so much from my introvert friends. And thank you, introverts, for being patient with all of us. Yes. In your face, extroverts. That is who are bulls in China shops because we're just like, no, this is what everyone wants because it's what we want. Don't you want to spend all day together and talk? (laughs) So I called this like the tag, the introverts, extrovert, is because I feel like I have all these introvert friends. Yes. And, and we need them because they keep us like yes, and they listen to us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I was like, and I would always... extroverts are all like super big egos. Yeah, Is that I, possible. I think I don't know. I mean, I know it's true for me, even though me, I'm dealing yeah. with ego. Like I, God is oh, constantly gosh. like, girl, oh, me too. tone it down. You're not that great. Me too. He's like, I love you, and you're awesome because I made you. But could you chill a little? Story <laughs> of my life. I'm always questioning, like, like telling a story. Like, am I telling this just to get attention, or do I really want women to feel connected? <laughs> I, I, you know what? I think that it's. I the want same. them to feel connected through me. Yes, I think the ego's <laughs> the same. It's just like extroverts. It's exposed. Mm. Oh, that's good. Because so I was relating it to health and mm-hmm. you know body stuff because that's what women tend to do, which isn't great. But so I always like I have a friend. I we were talking about our weight yes. and like which oh good lord that's a, that's a whole yeah. other podcast. Yes, um, <laughs> but I was reading stuff about like and watching documentaries because that's also what I do about skinny fat, which is people who are skinny but on the inside they're not healthy. Oh, you know their yeah. bodies and things like that. And so it's kind of like, well, which is worse, skinny fat or fat fat? Well, if you struggle with your weight, you're probably going to say skinny fat because, like, (laughs) then you don't have to struggle with, you know, your weight. (laughs) But we were saying, you know, in actuality, like, at least if you have the, like, um, what do you call it? Not repercussions, but, you know, the outside, you see that, like, wow, this is, you know, my health. I need to make health my priority because, you know. Yeah, it's easy to look in the mirror and say, oh, I need to take care of this, and yes. not just for yes, and not vanity and, reasons. Yes, but exactly. Like, like body positivity, like, love our bodies, yeah. all that. But just from a like, I feel unhealthy, you know, <laughs> things like that. So, point being, heavier. It's easy to compare yourself to someone skinny and be like, oh my gosh, I'm so much more unhealthy than. But you might be the exact same level of health. True. Yours is just ex- like you're just ex- seemingly because actually a heavier person could be healthier than a lighter. But that's a right, whole other. Right. But um. So I feel like through my lots of thinking through the introvert-extrovert thing is I'm like, I think that they're the same ego level. We just expose ours more. Because if you've ever looked online and you've seen like 10 things extroverts need to know about introverts, there's no no articles about like (laughs) – 
introverts, hey, learn about extroverts. <laughs> introverts just want everyone well, to know also about. They don't need to put it because extroverts tell all the time. Exactly, that's true. <laughs> exactly, I'm very like you tell what you need. Oh, so yeah. So with this, the introverts, I'm like, I talk to people all the time, and I always want. I'm like, you need to talk to people, but they don't have the energy or interest yes. or whatever. So I'm like. Oh, maybe because I talk to so many people. That's why I can, like, I don't hopefully burn out my introvert friends too much because it's like, okay, I, I won't be with you 24-7, even though I could, you know. <laughs> but as I get older, I get a little more tired and need more. I do. And I think time. some of it has to do with also, like, when you have kids and, like, you are having that need for community and, like, people. Although, I mean, with kids, it's not necessarily the same meeting of the yeah. need. But yeah, but you get burned just, out you're more constantly and- with people. Yes. Like constantly, like I'm like, I'm with either church people or students yes. or my own children. So like all of a sudden I've hit a phase in my life where like I do get some energy. It's still a small amount of time that mm-hmm. I need, but yes. where I'm like, I do need alone time to recharge where it used to be me like too. recharge Never. was yes. like, get me in that crowd. Let's party. I, I would come <laughs> like, home from sleepovers. And party and means and talk to Oh, me. exactly. Part- oh, yeah. Party. Oh my gosh. Oh, let's yes. talk. Yeah, let's exactly. Talk. You just listen to me for a while. I'll listen to you. We'll laugh. And then you can listen to me yes. again. And then <laughs> and everyone, everyone always thinks extroverts want like a big party, party, party. I'm like, no, I just want like constant Interaction. interaction. I would come home from a sleepover and then be like, mom, can I go to so-and-so's house? And it's like, I had, thankfully, I have great parents and a great home life. And But it was like the moment I would get home, I was like, I got to go be with friends. You know? That's and, so my middle child. Like she got back from hanging out with a bunch of friends and she's like, an hour later, she's like, I want to hang out with my friends again. Like I want people over. She's like, can we have some people over? <laughs> and my kids like, do that. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? Let's just relax. But I'm like, oh yeah, that's me. All right. Well, let's give some good nuggets of information. I'll say, okay. I love yes. chit chatting and I want to yes. chat forever. So let's do some nuggets. So we're going to give you three easy steps. Yes. This is totally yeah. Pinterestable. Three, three easy steps to understanding our personal worth in a world that's telling us we're not enough. Yes. Right. And so that. So step one, I love because it's mildly ironic. Yeah, I was just like, oh yeah, three easy yes. steps. But step number one is to take a break from social media or from, I say, the checkout aisle at the grocery store, right? Because yes. the magazines, because everything there is telling you that you could spend just five minutes a day mm-hmm. to be better at this or just six days Follow to- Follow these three yeah, easy steps. Yes, those <laughs> things. And But it's like, and you look at them and you feel badly because you're like, yeah, if I would just spend five more minutes on this or if I would just dedicate seven days to this- But what I've realized is like we only have so many five minutes a day and we only Mm -hmm. have so many seven days or, Mm -hmm. you know, six months or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And we just can't do it all. But when it's always in front of us, Mm -hmm. we feel like we should be able to do it all because we're seeing – so say like – you know, I wake up and I go running and I make my kids breakfast and then I get dressed and I look gorgeous and I do my makeup and then I drive to work and I go work all day and then I come home and I'm tired and I don't want to make dinner. And then someone's Pinteresting or Instagramming or whatever. And I see like this amazing meal they just cooked their family. And instantly, instead of feeling like good about all the other things mm-hmm. I've done that day, I feel like, oh, man, it's it's only 15 minutes. 15 minute recipe is all it says yes. there, right? Just yes. a 15 minute recipe. Why can't I be a better mom for providing healthy, delicious meals for my family that look amazing? And so I feel this stupid guilt mm-hmm. over the th- one thing 
because it's in front of me, yes. right? So whenever I pull back, whenever I find myself starting to feel like icky yes. about myself, I do yes. find like a quick, easy fix is a little pullback yes. from social media. Not that social media is bad. I actually no. think there are many benefits to it. Agree, yeah. But I all when I find myself in the comparison loop, yes. then I just have to say, okay, take a breather. Yes, step back. Step back. So I um, love that. And I did that a few years ago, but not the way I feel like a lot of people do, which is like, I'm going to take a 30-day fast because oh, yeah, I'm the I don't same way. Like, I, I don't tell people. I'm not oh, like, yeah, oh, no. FYI, guys. Yeah, I'm leaving. <laughs> um, because like you, I love staying connected to people. So for me, what I did to follow that advice, like my version of following that is um, a tip I got many, many years ago was, you know, they say you're like the five people you hang around. And it said like, okay, make a list of everyone, you know, that you're with. And then either put a smiley face, a hap- a smiley face, a sad face, or a neutral face. I'm feeling sad for whoever's getting the I sad know. faces well, or the neutral faces. But you know there's people oh. that are like energy vampires <laughs> yes, and yes, things yes, like yes. that. And you're not always with people because you choose to be with yes. them, like your workplace. And or, it's also just being like aware that. of it yes, too. Yes. You know what I mean? And so it's like you just look at how do those people make you feel? And and I mean this is this could be a whole other podcast of like, you know, what work do you need to do on you because it's really about you. But just to <laughs> totally dumb it down, simplify it. It's like, okay, so look at the people in your life and how do they make you feel? And so um, – and then try to spend time around the people with the happy faces. I mean that's like the simple without right. getting too deep into this. So what I found what I was doing with social media, so, you know, when Facebook came out, because I'm a little old, like not – I haven't gotten to Instagram yet, but I will soon. <laughs> um, so I'm still so I'm still on the Facebook. And so um friends with everyone. And of course, I'm like, you know, addicted like most people. I like scrolling through and um, like the good things about it. But what was happening is exactly what you just said, the whole comparison. And then I just found like I was feeling – bad. Like I would have that ugh in my stomach. And so I never unfollowed people. I actually only unfriended one person. And um, ironically enough, it was like this old guy and he made a comment about breastfeeding. And I'm like never controversial. I'm always like, you do you. I don't care. But I think I was breastfeeding at the time. And so I think at the horror, I was like, screw you like unfollowed up you know i was like and translate also breastfeeding with hormonal as well oh it was like so just don't even mess with a woman friending you yeah and you know he just posted it i I mean i didn't say anything to him it was my own private moment but it felt very liberating you know (laughs) um but other than that i don't know if it's the people pleaser in me or what but like oh i don't want to unfriend anyone and i just want to you know follow everyone and everyone has their stuff and just let everyone be them. And so, but I started realizing, okay, this is taking a negative toll on me. And so I started unfriending people who were posting like negative stuff. And that's an easy thing. Well, duh, do that. But what was life-changing for me and the tip I always like sharing is I started unfollowing the neutral people who I love. And if I saw them on the street, I would love to catch up with them and say hello. But I realized that I was filling my brain with stuff I didn't need to know Mm. And and even just since like the like you know if they do something it's just like oh if this isn't someone who I know I would call up or message and you know joke like for me I would be like oh my gosh I love that thing you made like I you know either give me the recipe or like oh I didn't do that but oh well and I know they would say to me like yeah oh well you do you you know right and and a lot of those people I know if I did call them they would probably say that because there's lots of amazing people but I just realized that it was just cluttering up my physical space, but also mental space. Mm -hmm. And once I started clearing all those people from my feed, it was like, okay, these are just people who kind of, if I see them doing something and I start to go to that place of comparison, I can quickly be like, oh no, that's, 
it's not there, you know? Right. So if it leads me down that path, I'm just like, okay, just unfollow, nothing rude, nothing. I can still go see them, you know? But that was my own thing I had to overcome of like, you're not cutting them out of your life. You're right. not judging <laughs> you're them. You're just cutting it out of your Facebook feed, which yes. is like, who cares? Yes. It just It's for yeah. your own mental health, a yes. little space. Yes. A little space. I'm doing a little box audience yes. who can't see me. Yes. <laughs> I'm doing a little, yes. little box, getting creating a little margin. Yes. Which is something I'm always fighting for in my life is creating margin, creating yeah. space. And boundaries. Yeah. Yes. Boundaries. Yes. boundaries. Oh, I was just stuff. laughing about boundaries last night. I had a little girl's night. Oh, and I was joking about how bad I am at them. I'm getting better and better. The older yeah. I get, yeah. I think the older I get, my like give a shit is broken and sorry yes. for swearing i know you guys are no. like oh she's a pastor and oh she my just gosh. swore sorry guys i'm a pastor who swears sometimes there's no other word well, so i was it's actually the word. so i was am i getting do you have to delete it do you have no to bleep it? no i was gonna say that when i was telling my poop the pants story i actually prefer to say i shit my pants oh I see feel, i've just given you the freedom yes thank you because i feel like that <laughs> i say that word on purpose not because like oh i want to curse but like it just drives it's like i didn't just poop my pants you guys i shit yes. my pants like see there's just something just Sometimes there's happened. only one word. God yes. knows that. Yes. And semantics. I mean, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So anyway, I love it. Um, <laughs> Did you just like, like my people? Your hand, oh my gosh. I, like a hallelujah. I, I am not. Amen, sister. <laughs> I, I shit my pants. <laughs> okay. So in oh, church. I is going to hate us now. I'm so sorry. So in church. I love Jesus. Um, I just I would, So I am not a hand raiser. I'm not like a woo-woo-woo in church. I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know if it's the old Catholic girl in me or what, but like, I'm like, nope, you just do your thing. You know, I pray. It's private. Well, <laughs> But yet, in these, I'm like, you say the word shit, and I'm like, preach, girl. Raise my hand. Yes. Oh, the spirit moves me. So well, I was anyway. just saying, too, like, the first book I wrote, my publisher, it was a Christian publishing company, and I had the word damn in it, just the word damn, and they made me take it out. So I went from saying, like, I was, it was this really, like, heartfelt yes. part about, like, how many times I've sung It yes. Is Well With My Soul. And like, it's always been like at a funeral or at the side of someone's bed who's dying. And so like, sometimes I've sung it with peace and sometimes I've said it, said it like, sung it with like anger in my heart that I'm there singing the same damn song. Yes. But I had to get rid of the words, same damn song and say the same heart wrenching song. And I was like, that's not even remotely the same sentiment. But anyway, I don't even remember where we were going. I don't know, but I love it though. It was amazing. Yeah, amazing. margin, boundaries. I'm you were with your girlfriend on your girlfriend's yeah, night. Yeah, and I was uh, just talking about uh, bad boundaries, uh, yes. like my own bad boundaries that I'm yes. learning to set better ones because yes. I'm starting to care less about how yes. – Yes, look, we yes. brought it back, guys. Oh, we brought it back. We should get a prize. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's actually all the way back to our main it's point, okay. though. It's okay. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. But yeah, no, I would actually was like joking about my bad boundaries because we were talking about our own relationships with like – you know, when are we enabling and when are we mm-hmm. setting healthy boundaries? Yes. And I was like, well, I clearly have boundary issues because I was telling the story earlier in the evening about um, my aunt is currently dying, but it's oh. like a very complicated situation because I love her dearly, but her husband sexually molested me. So but That's I heavy told stuff. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's like a lot of like, blah, feelings about it. Right. Yes. And so ironically, we sang it as well with my soul at her bedside at the hospital just this past Saturday. But anyway, moving on. 
Like, here, let me just, like, dump a bunch on you. I'm going to give all this to you. (laughs) That's okay. That's got to be a fun sound on the podcast, too, though. Blah. Wait, let me. me, Yeah, that's great. Yeah, just put my headphones on. Hey, guys, we love you. You're a great audience. (laughs) Hang in there. Uh, But that's life, though. I mean, that's, like, it's it's not just this, like, oh, this is this nice little story. Like, that's the. But so I was telling that story and saying, I was, like, clearly we have. I had said, like, it was very complicated, like, up to the point that because I loved her and still want a relationship with her, my husband met her and her husband because they came when my husband and I were dating. They came and took me out to dinner. And I was like, oh, Jan, I need you there to be, like, emotional support. I went to dinner with my molester. <laughs> like, boundaries, Rebecca. Boundaries. Could you set some? But this is the stuff that needs to be talked about right? because – when you, I don't know what it was like exactly, but I would imagine like you, you didn't know, and you, it feels but like this like, feels I like the right see, thing to do. I want to please them, yes, like yes, and I wanted to see my yes. aunt, my love, and then in through counseling, they've been like, well, you know, she's somewhat complicit, and however, and then it's like, oh. but I don't want to be mad at her. I just want to keep the love, oh. right? And like, oh. but yeah. So I mean, anyway. I don't even remember boundaries, space, setting margin in our lives, boundaries, healthy boundaries so that we can take a few minutes to say, I don't have to compare myself. I don't have to. I can just set a boundary and say, you know what? I've worked really hard and I'm going to find joy and peace in what I've done instead of looking Mm -hmm. at in front of me what everyone else is doing. And it's just their highlight reel. Yes. Yes. And then saying, but why am I? Why aren't I that as well? And I yes. think back to like high school. I, you guys, you would not have liked me. I mean, maybe you would have. I had a lot of friends, which made me cocky, right? Oh, I was oh. like, I was super confident girl. Oh wow! Ooh, and like, I was like, why am I so insecure now when mm. I was so confident then? And I was like, what's so different? And I was like, first of all, big fish, small pond, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's that's one of them. Uh, but then also, just if I wasn't great at something, like. I was like in sixth grade, I told my mom I was done with the piano because I'd been taking piano from third grade to sixth grade and I worked really hard, guys. I'm like, bless my tender heart. I really worked hard at it. And I had been practicing and practicing. And then my friend came over who'd never had a lesson in her life. And she's like, I played my recital song for her for some reason. I don't know. I'm in sixth grade, right? Yeah. And so she was like, cool. Can you show me? And then she learned it in five minutes. And I was like, I am not naturally gifted at this. Like, I am working my tail off at this thing. And I don't need to when I'm really good at, like, we'd go in, like, PE or little, like, field days or whatever. I was, like, the fastest runner. And, like, if we played basketball, I was the good basketball player. And Mm -hmm. I was like, why don't I put my time and energy into the things that I'm good at? And did it make you happy? Did the piano make you happy? Yeah, like, that's, like, I feel like the thing, too, is, like. And I think we are always, like, and that's actually, I think, point number two, isn't it? Yeah, assess what you're good at and allow yourself to bloom there instead of always working on the flaws. And, like, so if only I could, like, go back and grab whatever wisdom I had as a sixth grader to set that boundary and say, you know what, I'm not great at this, and I can work really hard at it and become good at it, or I can put my time and energy into the things that I'm naturally gifted in and just excel in that, Mm -hmm. and then enjoy the music of others and, like, supplement. Like, you know what, I don't cook. I'm not a good cook. My husband is an amazing cook. So he cooks, I clean up. 
we're all happier. The house is cleaner. The yes. food tastes better. It's a good world. But then yes. I still, every once in a while, oh, yeah, you like see you the see the, pe- the other moms who are doing a great job at it. And I go, oh, I wish I was a better cook because then I'd be a better mom. I'd be a better person. People would like me yes. more. And then I just have all this guilt. <laughs> yes. And it's so stupid. It doesn't even so make sense. Stupid. So, so stupid. yeah, just like knowing your strengths. Yes. And like it's. And, like, putting more time and energy into that. I don't remember mm-hmm. where I heard it. Maybe mm. Outliers. Maybe I read it. Mm. But Rudy, you know the story of Rudy? Oh, yeah. Who, like, worked so hard. Yeah. And, like, everyone loves that story because yeah. then he finally got on the field and he played. And, yeah. And someone pointed out – and I, I might be Outliers. It might not be. What if he put all that time into energy into, and energy into something he was actually gifted in? Can you imagine what he would have done? Mm. Right? Mm. And I was like, oh, mind blown. Yeah. Right? Everything, all of life is all the lens we look at things through. Yes. You know what I mean? And so it's like, yeah, it's a triumphant story, but then also like, well, well, I mean, he could have, yeah. like, I mean, for ourselves, right? Yeah. Why are we spending so much, like, yeah. we look at other people's strengths and we say, oh, mm-hmm. I should try to do that too, instead of just assessing our own strengths yeah. and then putting yeah. our time and energy into that and just being okay with the fact mm-hmm. that we're not, I'm not going to be a CEO. I'm not going to be, right? Like, yeah. that's just not my path. I went into teaching and I can yeah. either bemoan all the time that I'm never going to be making tons and tons yeah. of money and be upset about that. Mm-hmm. And like, or I can just be like, wow, I'm really good at this mm-hmm. and enjoy that. And I think too, it's like assessing what brings us joy kind of back right. to the joy thing because it's like yeah if working hard if that's what if if pursuing that talent right. or if it thing brings passion. you joy but if it, if you're just doing it because you think you need to then because on on instagram they had that great picture of themselves so i have to do it too yeah i have to go do it too <laughs> so so true so second point so kind of um recapping first is take a break from the social media um, or comparison. Or just com- whatever Any it is that you're comparison. using to compare. Yes, I like that too better because then a lot of people are like, I'm not on, you know, but we right. still are guilty of it. So. I mean, it might be like the book club you go to yes. or the, the person yeah. you spend time with. Maybe you yes. need a little break from that person because yes. <laughs> yeah. you're always going, oh, yeah. just don't measure up. Yes. Not that there's anything wrong with that person, but if you're the no. yeah, it's and it's your own thing. That's the mm-hmm. other thing too. And I think that's too why I like talking to people and connecting. Like this whole mm-hmm. thing of the more you get to know people, you naturally I think put people up on a pedestal. And not by any means that I want to bring people down, but it's like the highlight reel versus the B roll or whatever right. the analogy is. Like I just like knowing people's real stuff, which goes back to my whoops, goes back to my fleshing it out and always having my embarrassing potty humor stories because it's like. <laughs> Oh no, this is real life. Like, I know I look like a person that does not shit themselves, but guess what, people? <laughs> I have. It's true because um, you would look at you would never look at someone and say, Oh, I like, bet they poop their pants. And do you know how many people I've met that have? <laughs> and I'm like, and I and I think I never would have thought she would have. Like I, I know me. Like I know, you know, like well, yeah, stuff happens, but like not her. Right. But it did happen to her. So anyway. All right, what's our last Oh, our last tip? point? Is to recognize that you're created on purpose with a purpose. And this, I mean, I think that sometimes people who don't come from a Christian background, they like are like, eh, get your Jesus stuff away from me. 
But I'm like, I feel like this applies to everyone. Everybody, yeah. Whether you have whatever your faith system Mm -hmm. might be or lack of faith system. But it takes faith to not have faith almost. Do you know what I mean? Like faith in the no faith, but that's a sign. Anyway, no matter where you're at in all of that, just understanding, like, when I look at the complexity of nature, like, I'm going to sidetrack for two seconds. The other day I, I was laying it. on a hammock, mm-hmm. right? And I flipped onto my stomach, which, like, why? Why would you do that? Hammocks don't work that way, right? Yeah. But I kind of was, like, still, like, making it work. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I shouldn't do this because now that I'm 38, like, my spine, like, maybe that'll be bad. And then I got thinking – I mean, it's a long little track here, but I got thinking about, yes. like – the complexity of the human body that for 38 years this thing has been running and ticking and working mm-hmm. the way it's supposed to work and all the complex things it can do. And we as humans try to create stuff. Mm-hmm. How many things that we create last 38 years? Mm-hmm. Of those things, how many can do complex, amazing things? diverse Mm -hmm. things right and so this idea like it just had me thinking like the idea that we are just some cosmic accident i'm like there's just no way so whether you believe in god or believe in whatever yeah you have to believe that you were created yeah do you know what i mean like when i felt like that that all clicked when i was pregnant and and you definitely don't have to have children to have that but that for me it was just like i remember when people would ask me about my little baby in my stomach and i remember thinking like I don't know what's going to come out. Like, could it be a dog? Could it be a bird? Like, I don't even know. Like, it just didn't feel real until she was born, you know, like, till I saw her. Um, I think I people used to say, like, what do you think? It's going to be a dog just because the way I was talking about her? I don't know. It just was like, it just couldn't, it was just weird. And then when she was born, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this body this created, body created a body. body. Yes, it's amazing. Like, and then that little body grows and it goes through all the right stages at all the right times. Oh and like, what on earth? So amazing. Crazy. But yes. like remembering that I think is just so important. When you are struggling with comparison and worth mm-hmm. and value and like understanding that you just mm-hmm. exactly are as you are, you're enough. Like you are enough. And it's just like, I feel like I need to say that sentence to women everywhere over and over and over and over until it just somehow sinks in. And like, I have to say it to myself, like, hey, Rebecca, chill out. Step back for a second. You're enough. You're exactly, you were created with purpose, on purpose. And like, you have value just in the fact that you are created. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like there's value in that. And so I think just holding on to that remember like mm-hmm. that reminder yeah. is so, so important. And it brings, I mean, me personally, it just brings me peace when like nothing else is working mm-hmm. to just step back and say, the God of the universe made me and he made me on purpose with purpose. Mm-hmm. And like there's scripture to back it up if you're one of those people like mm-hmm. me, right? But if you're not, then like read it, don't read it, take Go it for look in nature the, and yeah, look like, at a just leaf, look at like, like oh my goodness and just, like the mountains. Yeah. I just cuz I just drove from Virginia to New York, the mm-hmm. 81 corridor oh, yeah. all the way up and I'm just like the whole way I'm uh, like the the valleys yes. and the mountains and the and I was just like, "Wow, God is so amazing." Like this creation and then our place in creation. Like, and again, like, if you don't believe in God, like, God, yeah. like, the God that I'm talking about, you yeah. still... Whatever your whatever, creator is, like... like yeah. I mean, I believe it all points to God. Yeah. But, like, just if whatever you need to hold on to to understand yeah. that you're worthwhile because 
you're a part of this amazing masterpiece. Yes. Like, that is just like, wow. Like... It's that's like you said, you have to remind I this is very full circle, like with the the points you bring up and the podcast and everything, because for years I've been feeling like I don't have any hobbies. I was never good at sports. I was like the opposite of you in high school. I was like miserable in high school and um, just did my thing, kept my head down and um I always joke, like, whenever you go to, like, the women's icebreakers or you have to fill out a form, your bio, like, what are your hobbies? Since childhood to now, my only hobbies are hanging out with friends. <laughs> I've never been able to but change But you're so good it. at it. <laughs> so that's why, like, honestly, it was literally in the last couple months where probably our meeting with the retreat and um, some other, you know, fun things that I've been a part of, it's like things have been clicking where it's like, oh, and all the points you just brought up, it was like, oh, maybe the reason I like didn't spend time pursuing sports is because I spent my time building relationships because of, you know, and who knows this, I've said all along with this whole endeavor, like this might not be the thing, but it just feels like the next step of whatever, you know, is in store, who knows. But, um, but I finally, I just feel like literally in the last two months have shifted my whole mindset of feeling like, you know, I'm not good enough and I need need to start doing all these hobbies and stuff to like, oh, maybe I need to lean into this whole hanging out with friends. Right. (laughs) Lean in, girl. (laughs) So recognizing what you're good at, what you're gifted in and spending your time and energy there, right? Point number two. Yes. So we did our three easy steps to help you to not feel bad about not living up to all the five steps, 10 steps, 21 day fix, right? Just follow these three steps. (laughs) Just these three. That's the only ones you need. (laughs) And then you'll be fine. Well, thank you so much um, for sharing that. I'm excited to read your book. I think that Oh, I'm just going to plug it really fast. Our Broken Hallelujahs. It's on Amazon. I think, I mean, I don't go and check since it's been out for a little while. I think it's also on barnesandnoble.com. I mean, so, but I'm like all about Prime. So like Amazon Prime, I'm plugging you, Amazon. So give us some extra, I don't know, whatever. But like Amazon Prime, Our Broken Hallelujahs. It just tells, like, when you talk about those Me Too yeah. moments, like, it goes through my own personal journey, and you heard me vomit some of my junk yeah, here a little bit. Yeah, tell a little, little bit, bit about it, though, because but, that was very powerful, yeah. and I and know then, it touched a lot of women there, so. And then also, um, but it tells other women's stories, mm-hmm. too. Um, so basically what it is, is there are three areas of brokenness in our lives that mm. make it hard for us to sing hallelujah, right? Mm. And so one is the brokenness caused by others. Mm. Uh, the second one is just the brokenness of being human, death, depression, disease, mm-hmm. all those things. And then the brokenness that we cause ourselves. Mm. And all three of those often cause us to feel separated from God's love because mm-hmm. we're like, you know, if man fails, then God fails, right? Mm-hmm. We just assign that to him. Mm-hmm. and But he's actually faithful, right? His love mm-hmm. is unfailing. And then the second one is that we think that he's not there, right? Mm-hmm. When we're experiencing death or disease and all those things, we're like, well, if God was good, this wouldn't be happening. And so he just must not exist, mm-hmm. right? And so, or he does exist, but he doesn't care about me personally, mm-hmm. right? And so we just struggle with that. And so it's the idea of uh I, I work through to help you understand that God's love is present, that he's mm-hmm. present. So God's love is unfailing. God's love is present. And then the last one is God's love is unconditional. Mm-hmm. Because I think when we make big mistakes, we just decide we're unworthy mm-hmm. of love or unworthy mm-hmm. of grace. And so we struggle mm-hmm. with that. And then the I said three sections, but there's actually an end section of what good mm-hmm. is a broken hallelujah. Mm-hmm. And that's really looking at like what is – 
you know, we've walked through all of these mm-hmm. things and we feel like we're not enough mm-hmm. because we're broken. But like just this whole podcast, right? This yeah. podcast is what good is the broken hallelujah? It yeah. is the, you know, the poop story. <laughs> and it's the just understanding that we all have these flaws. But when we mm-hmm. open up and we share them, then that's where the value comes in. Yes. And that's how we become more whole as a community. We're meant to live together. So I have my little catchphrase I put in one of my blog posts and I've repeated it like a million times because I was like, I'm so clever. <laughs> Everyone needs to know this. But it, so it's like. so good. But it's just that community. See, now I'm not going to remember it. It's like community is a mathematical phenomenon because mm. it divides grief and multiplies joy. You came up with that? I did. Wait, I need to – okay, say it one more time. Community is a mathematical phenomenon because it divides grief and multiplies joy. Right? Mind blown. (laughs) I was like, wow. I think I even have chills almost. Like, that's – I'm not even kidding. But I mean, that's that's what this podcast is about, isn't it? Yes. You want to share – the hard stuff so that yes. people can understand they're not alone in it, that yes. they're not uniquely broken, which is some, a phrase I got from someone else, uniquely broken, yes. not uniquely broken. Yes. I don't yeah, remember who so said that, good. but that's like such a good, I like loved it when yes, I heard it. So good job, broken. whoever came up yes. with that one. I think Thank it's like you. spreading, but I love it. Yes. And so, but it's that you're not uniquely broken. And so it brings it like, it divides that grief, right? Yes. It and you carry it, it together. It That's yes. the thing when you can like I I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of sitting with the with someone, you know, with their grief because yeah. I that's like I feel like all I have to provide is me, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm not and so it's that carrying the burden like when you just yes. can get it off your chest like mm-hmm. So, I never thought about that before. Divide grief multiplies joy. joy. Because also when we share like, oh, we just had a baby and everyone's like, yes! And like, you know, when you have those moments, if you're in community, your celebrations are shared, right? And it multiplies because it's not just your joy. It's like the whole community celebrates with you. It grows like exponentially. Yeah. And then the more you, with the grief, it kind of, yeah, lessens the burden. It does. What a great way to wrap it this yeah, up, our first go team. episode. Yay. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for encouraging me way back when. <laughs> and thank you for coming all the way here. Oh, I'm so glad to. And, um, I feel honored she, to get to be your first guest. Thank you. And sharing your heart and the prep work because she's amazing and helped me with that. <laughs> um, so just thank you. And I definitely recommend checking out her book. Yes. Oh, and I and have a blog, RebeccaBertram.com. Yes. Yeah, figure out how to spell it on your own. <laughs> I'll post it. I'll post it somewhere. I did buy a domain name, flushingitout.com. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, I haven't built the website, haven't done anything with it, but, um, you know, let's just, just things for you to look forward to, audience. Yes. So you can get She's it. She's going places. Get on board. Yay. Well, thank you. And um, I look forward to seeing what's coming next. Yay. So. How does it feel to be married to a podcaster now that I've done one episode? It's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> Do you feel? I, thought, I liked it. I, I I thought the first episode was great, even though I wasn't involved. I know. I apologize to listeners uh, for the mic difference in mic volume. That was me but doing it. But I'm hoping it. I can take care of that. Yes. Technically. Yes. Might be able to fix that. Mm-hmm. It was really, I couldn't have asked for a better guest. Rebecca was amazing. Um, when we were talking beforehand, she sent me kind of an outline and that was really helpful. So I appreciated that she worked harder than I did. So that was really 
fun. Except we couldn't couldn't print it out because the printer's not working. <laughs> exactly. At um, the Eminem Studios. Yes. Oh yeah. We better talk to Eminem about yeah. that. We need a so new printer. Get quality podcasting. We need a quality <laughs> printer to to um, print out our quality outlines. Like and subscribe and visit flushingitout.com. Right. And maybe someday we'll get an, I don't know, link to a Facebook account that you can comment on. Well, yeah, we could actually do that tonight. Like, I might do that now. Now? Yeah. So by the time people listen to this... Yeah, go check it out. It's going to exist. And that's a wrap for now. Thanks for listening to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. Music provided by twinmusicom.org. Song titled Night at the Dance Hall. Sound editing by me, Jeremy Spittle. A special thanks to our studio sponsor, MM Exteriors. Visit their website at mmexteriors.com for all of your roofing, siding, and gutter needs in the Northern Virginia area. Visit our website at flushingitout.com and be sure to subscribe. This has been a Spitfire production. That was the greatest thing I've ever heard.